0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, how's everybody feeling on Sunday? You feel good? Yeah, y'all must all have the flu. How's everybody feel on Sunday? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I hope Christmas was just spectacular. I hope Santa Claus was good to you. I hope that you opened everything that you wanted for those teenagers in the room. I hope that that, that one thing that you had your heart set on, that you hinted towards your parents but you didn't want them to know that it's with the thing that you really, really wanted but that's the one that you really wanted, I hope that you opened that for Christmas And I hope that you've been enjoying that for the last few days. But beyond that, I hope that you gave a lot of good presents too. And even beyond that, I hope that through all the time with eating and eating some more and eating some more. And spending time with family and opening presents. I hope, and and I know, I feel like I have a good enough grasp um, to know that this is true for you. But I hope that you took time to really reflect and remember uh, what it was that happened when a baby was born, in yeah. a very dark time in history, in a very unlikely place of a manger, that would change everything for you and me. And so that is, listen, without question, the reason for the season. And and I hope that it was a beautiful season for you. It's been an incredible week around here. Um, a lot of things happening. A lot of great things happening. In fact. Yesterday was Pastor Johnson's 70th birthday, he turned 70, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. So we celebrate him and honor him today Um, and it is, uh, it's been a great week and looking forward, let me just let you in, if you're you're on your cell phones, texting somebody, whatever, lean in right now, you're not going to want to miss this, Wednesday night. We are having no midweek service on Wednesday night due to the holiday. Listen, and and here's why. We want you, we really do, more than just words, we want you to take take the week and rest a little bit. You work hard, it's okay to rest. Not just rest, but we want you to reflect as we move into a new year. Take time this week. Listen, listen. All the the wrapping is is done, all the unwrapping is done, you're not going to do a whole lot at work, let's be honest. You're not jumping into anything, right? Yeah? So take the time to reflect on what it is that God's done in your world in 2019, and then be ready to come back and restart, be re-energized next Sunday as we jump into Baptism Sunday. It's going to be a huge day around here. There's going to be people, yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, making some fresh starts with the Lord. And so it's going to be an amazing day. We'll blast it on social media just in case Tuesday you forget. You're like, oh, we're going to church. No, you're not going on Wednesday night. You're coming back on Sunday for Baptism Sunday. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing day. And so we're going to jump right into the Word of God today. And I'm I'm excited about what the Lord has placed on my heart. And if I were to put a title, uh, on this message today, I would simply title it this, The Time Has Come. Right. The Time Has Come. And I want to draw our attention today to uh, a beautiful Old Testament story tucked neatly between the book of Nehemiah and Job, and it's the story of a woman by the name of Esther. If you've been around church for any length of time, you'll be very familiar with her story. But, but if you're new and, and you don't really know all this stuff that there is to know about the word of God, guess what? You're okay, I'm going to give you some background, I'm going to catch you up real quick on where we're going today, so have no fear. But the, the, the small passage of scripture that I want to draw our attention to, and we're going to come back to it in length uh, throughout the remainder of our time today, is Esther chapter 4, verse 14, and it would simply read this, you can follow along on the screens, it says, Who knows that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this? For such a time as this. So let me give you a little background on this text to catch you up on where we're at today. The book of Esther is about a young lady by the name of Esther. You guessed it. But Esther began her life as an orphan. Her mother and her father passed away when she was very young. And she was raised by her older cousin, Mordecai. And this would play a big role in her life as we will soon find out. But she wasn't... She wasn't just an orphan, her life took a very uh, peculiar turn as well. She was a, a Jewish woman living in exile in Persia when her poise and her beauty caught the attention of those who were on assignment to find a queen for the king. And now I'm not, I'm not talking about some small-time king. I'm talking about a, a massive king, the, the king of the Persian Empire. He would have ruled over 127 provinces in Persia. And so for an entire year, y'all think about this, she was recruited. She was put through this preparation process. And then it was her turn to meet the king. That's exactly what the Bible says in Esther chapter 2, verse six, uh, 15. It says, When the turn came, and this will be important when the turn came for Esther to go to the king, it was her turn. She had never met the king up until this point, but for a year, she had been preparing to meet the king. She was in line to meet the king, and through the selection process, it finally becomes her turn. And after waiting and waiting and waiting to meet the king, she becomes queen. All right, maybe the waiting was worth it, but shortly after she becomes queen... A corrupt leader on the king's staff, a man by the name of Haman, decides that it was time to kill off all the Jewish people that lived in the provinces of Persia. This would cause an issue for Esther, as you can imagine. And so, he starts the process of an all-out genocide. And that's when Mordecai... The older cousin who, who raises Esther, he, he gets into her ear, and I want to I wanna go back to the text that I read you just a moment ago and read the entire verse now because I think it will make a little more sense to you. Mordecai is speaking, and he says, If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And this is where we were, and who knows? but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. So here's what I know about some of us in the room today, and this doesn't take a prophet to know this. It takes just a little common sense that as we wrap up 2019, that some of you sit in the seats today with with dreams that you began in 2019, things that were going to be different, changes that were going to be made, just passions that you had for the year. And as you sit here and you look back on those dreams and those goals, they're in the same spot that when you started in 2019. You sit here with unfulfilled dreams and expectations that, that not much has changed, though, though you had a desire for it to change, just maybe the way that life happened, things just haven't turned out the way that you wished they would have changed. And I've, I've come to, to share with you a very simple message and thought today, but, but right in front of you, right in front of you is a brand new opportunity in the form of a brand new year. Listen, I don't know how good or how bad the year has been to you, but here's what I do know. In just a few short days, you're going to get a fresh start on this whole, this dreams and this passions and the, the things that God has placed in your life. And, and 2020 is going to be a reset for you where you actually can do some things different in your world. And so, so what if, what if moving into a new year, what if you were to take the what ifs, from the year and put them into action in 2020? What would it look like moving into a new year? What if we we took all of the seeds of potential that are planted on the inside of you and turned them into reality? What, what What would your year moving forward look like if we said that the time has come for me to step into being the person that God has been calling me to be? to being the father that God has called me to be, to being the mother, to being the husband, to being the wife, to being the business leader. What if we said that the time has come for me to step into everything that God has in mind for me? And so through the story of Esther today, I want to show you and illustrate to you how to step into that. I, I want to show you this morning how to seize those moments. And, and really what I want to do is speak to the potential That is planted on the inside of each and every one of us. Because whether you believe it or not, God's got some amazing plans and purposes for your life. God's got some big things that he wants you to accomplish. Just because you haven't done them yet or just because you don't know them doesn't mean that they're not there. And the first principle, listen, that I want you to grab a hold of this morning as we talk about unleashing the seeds of potential that are on the inside of you to seize the moments, it is so simple, but it's so paramount, is that you You are currently living, you got to catch this, you are currently living in the time of your greatest potential. Right now. 11.05 right. in the a.m., you are currently living in the greatest time of your potential, you can't do anything about what happened earlier in 2019, but you can have a huge effect on your children, right? There, there's not much that you can do about your history, but there's a lot that you can do to influence your legacy. Anybody in the room today? Amen. You are currently—you got to understand this—that you are currently living in the space of time that is your time. It's not anybody else's time. This is your, if you're older and you're in the room today, I want you to understand that your time is not over. If your time was over, you wouldn't be in the room today. You would be in the room upstairs looking down on us. But your time is not over. God is not done with you. If you're younger and you're in the room today, I, I got good news for you. You're not waiting on your time to come You're currently living your time. This is your time. This is your season, your time. Listen, your your time started when you started. You're on the clock. Your time started. This is is your time. It's not your mama's time. It's not your daddy's time. It's not your grandparents' time. It's not the next generation. It is your time right now, whatever season of life you are in is the time of your greatest potential. And if you don't believe that, it, then you can't go on to fulfill everything that God has for you. you. You've got to understand that this is my greatest season. Wherever you're, That's one of the things I love about our pastor, is that every season of his life, he says, you know what, this is going to be my best decade ever. And he doesn't just believe it, he knows it to be true. And guess what? I have a feeling it's going to be true. Do you, do you believe that? That wherever you are... Is the time of your greatest potential. And so knowing that, here's the second thing that I want you to latch on to today. And it's very simple. you got to understand this. You can't live in the someday of your potential. The time has come for you to take your turn to live out everything that God has placed on the inside of you. And perhaps you've heard the terminology, the window of opportunity. Anybody heard that before? yeah. So, the analogy that I'm using today, you can think of it like this is that, is that time is the window and turn is the opportunity. So, what does that mean? It means that every turn has a time and every opportunity has a window. How many of you know that, that with opportunities that come our way in life every season, guess what they have? A time. The door of opportunity doesn't stay open forever in your world, and there's some things that have opened in your world, and you know this to be true, we all do, that if you don't walk through them, that that door closes, because you chose not to take a step of faith and walk through the opportunity that God placed in front of you. And so it could be said like this then, every opportunity has a life, and every life has an opportunity. And so within the context of of the time and the turn that we're talking about, I want to show you how this plays out uh, throughout Esther's story. Watch what Esther 2 and 15 would say. And I want you to catch this. When the turn came for Esther to go to the king, her turn had come. Now, Now, before it was her turn to go to the king... What happened? She had to wait an entire year. A year had been her turn to what? To prepare to meet the king. Stay with me today. And after it was her turn to meet the king, there was another turn. It was her turn to persuade the king. I should be the queen. Right? This was was her turn. And, and I want, if you don't get anything else from today's message, I want you to, to grab a hold of this today because this is so important and we'll come back to this uh, throughout the, the remainder of our time. And it's this, that what you do with your turns determines and affects what happens in your time. So what you do with the turns and the opportunities that are afforded you affects and determines what happens in your time. And so we've got to be less worried about what it will be our turn to do tomorrow and more interested and worried about what it's our turn to do right now in this moment on this Sunday morning at 11, 10 a.m. What is it my turn to do? For some of you, it's your turn to be a teenager. It's not easy being 16, let's be honest. You wake up and just things are popping out on your face that you're like, what in the world is this? Having to deal with all the the fun stuff that comes with being a teenager. For some of you, it's your turn to be a parent. It's your turn to decide what kind of parent you're going to be. You've always said that your dad was this or your dad wasn't this, your mom was, your mom wasn't. Well, guess what? Now it's your turn to decide what you're going to teach your children. More importantly, it's your turn to decide what you're going to model for your children. More than than telling them what to do, they catch a hold of what you're showing them to do. Right? See, some of us have been waiting for our turn. But I wonder what would happen if we move from waiting for our turn to preparing for our turn. See, we like to sit back and just say, oh, God. I'm going to wait on you to open up the door. I'm going to sit here, Lord. Just sit here. Still ain't open. Give me another bag of Cheetos. I'm already on bag three. We like to, to sit and wait. What if you spent, instead of waiting for God to open up a door, what if you started preparing for what it is that God had placed in your heart? If it's not your turn to start the business today, what if you started preparing today for the business that God has placed in your heart? What would Instead of waiting, well, I'm waiting for the loan to come through. I'm, what if you started preparing today for your turn? What is it your turn to do There's power in preparing. Esther was preparing, not just waiting for a year. She was preparing for a year to meet the king, right? And I don't know what it's your turn to do, but here's what I can tell you. And this is important this morning, is that every turn impacts your destiny. Every turn impacts your destiny. Your destiny and when you're in a car and you make a wrong turn, the good thing about the grace of God is that you can have a wrong turn in your life, right? And God has a beautiful way of bringing you back and allowing you to come back. It's the beautiful thing about your turns in life and the grace of God. But the third thing, listen, that I want you to grab a hold of this morning as we we talk about unleashing the seeds of potential that God has placed inside of you is this. That the time has come to recognize, and this is so simple, but it's so true because some of us don't believe this. The time has come for us to recognize that we have untapped potential. On the inside of you is a, is a new level that you have yet to go to. There's a new level of spirituality that you can go to. There's a, a better husband level. There's a better wife level. There's a better business leader level that you, can go, that you haven't even discovered yet that's way down in there. And God's trying to pull that out of you as we move into a new year and step in to everything that he's calling you to do. There's untapped potential. And see, let's use this as an illustration. I like apples. Anybody else like apples? For those of you that don't, we're going to pray for you. But apples are amazing. Imagine holding an apple in your hand, okay? What are you holding in your hand? You're holding a wonderful snack, right? Now, I like my apples cut up. I'm not going to lie. I, don't want, to, I want to cut it up. That's beyond the point. I don't know why I told you the way I like my apples. But you're holding a great snack in your hand. But there's more potential than a great snack in the apple that you're holding, because the potential that lies in that apple, see, is, is now we move to an apple tree. That's the potential in the apple that you're holding. But even beyond the apple tree that you're holding, the potential that lies in one apple is a whole orchard of apple trees. See, God puts potential in everything. He places potential in everything. And listen, if he's put potential in an apple, can I tell you that he's got something inside of you that you have yet to tap into? And I just believe, I believe that, that this season is the season. It is your turn. The time has come Amen. for you to step into everything that God has called you to be. And I understand, listen, some of the, the stresses and the worries that 2019 has brought. And many of you in the room, you feel worn out. You feel tired. You feel exhausted and frustrated. Some of you feel like you've bumped your head against this lid in your office that, that you should have gotten the promotion and, and, and not them. And you don't understand what's going on. And I'm telling you that some, somewhere along the way, you've got to come to the realization that God's not done with me. He's not finished with me. That this year, I know I may be frustrated and it may not have gone the way that I've dreamed it up. But God's got something in store for me. There's untapped potential in my life. And the fourth thing is we, we talk about unleashing the seeds of potential and giving, giving potential legs, if you will, in 2020 instead of allowing it to lie dormant in our hearts. you got to understand this, is that you don't decide your potential. You discover it. You, you don't get to decide the potential that's on the inside of you. And listen, I know, I know you're smart. I know you're good looking. I know that, that you got it all together. But Pastor Johnson has used an illustration for years that I wanna I wanna bring out again a little saying that if you ever see a turtle on a fence post, it didn't get there by himself. And so I I know that things may have gone well for you, but can I remind you today that the reason that things have gone well is because there is a God that has placed some ideas and some dreams and some talents and some ability on the inside of you. And so you don't get to decide your potential. It's our jobs to discover our potential. And I love what Psalm 139 would say, this is a, I want you to, to lean in on this today. You created me, oh God, in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. This is what you need to know. This is what you need to know about yourself, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your eyes saw me, God. You saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be, what's he doing? What's the psalmist doing in this moment? He's celebrating the reality that God created me, and he approved of me from the foundation of the world. I might have been a surprise to my mom. I wasn't a surprise to God, maybe to my mom. My dad, when I was born, might have said, oh, no, but the God that created me said, oh, yes, you're exactly who I wanted you to be. This is exactly your turn. This is your time. To step into everything that God is calling you to be. This is your season. The next thing I'm going to tell you makes me laugh because I'm extremely guilty of this. And I do it all the time, but I'm working on it. God's not done with me. But we tell ourselves, we tell each other, and we tell our kids some really funny things sometimes. And if you sit back and really think about, especially, I'm going to use the kids because this is where I do it all the time. One of the things that I tell my kids from time to time is that, hey, Bob, man, you know I love you. That's good. We can tell them that. But you can be anything that you want to be. Well, and while that sounds great, that's a lie. Last time I checked, it don't matter how much a rabbit wants to fly, it ain't flying. Like, last time I checked, a, a bird, it may can go underwater, but it comes back. A bird's not swimming in the water. And I don't know about you, I've never seen a fish climb a tree. Anybody, have you seen that? No, no, no. A fi- and I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings here. If you're four foot eight inches tall, chances are very slim you're going to be the next NBA superstar. You can't be anything that you want to be, and I'm sorry to hurt your feelings, but I do have a good part of the story. Let me end it with this. You can be everything that God created you to be. You can be exactly what God created you to be, and here's the better news of it, is who God created you to be is enough. And it's exactly what you need. And it's exactly what you've been looking for because you, being who God created you to be, is where you find happiness. It's where you find joy when you're running in your lane instead of running in somebody else's lane. We've got to stop. This is an epidemic in our society comparing ourselves to the people next to us that live in our neighborhoods. Listen, can I tell you, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses? They broke just like us. (laughs) Stop comparing yourself to other people and realize that the God of the universe created you with jacked up teeth and crazy hair in the mornings with smelly breath. He loves you and he created you and he's put dreams and goals and passions inside of you. And who he created you to be is enough. It's my time. The time has come for me and for you. And the fifth thing that I want to draw your attention to this morning is this. is that As we unleash our potential, that you've got to cultivate your potential. Cultivate your potential. Potential You could say that Esther was preparing for a year to meet the king, or you could say that she was being prepared her entire life to meet the king and i don 't have time to really dive into this, but for if you 're a teenager or a young adult, I want you to, to catch this this morning. There is no such thing as an overnight success. it doesn 't happen, but with the prevalence of, of social media, oftentimes we see the polished end result of what someone listen has been cultivating for years. And so we get this misconception in our brain that that's where I need to be overnight. Can I tell you, you don't get there overnight. You get there by cultivating the dreams and the goals and the passions that God has placed in your life. And if you're not careful, you'll believe the lie, listen closely, that you can skip over all the the turns and make all the wrong turns and still arrive. It's not the way that it works. And I've got a simple message for you today. I just want to encourage you and ask you, what is it your turn to do today? What is it? What's that thing that is is your turn to step into? Not your grandmama's time, but your turn. what, What is it your turn to do today? There's going to be a lot of turns coming up, so stay with me. Before it was Esther's turn to go before the king, it had been her turn to be an orphan child. A young girl who lived with the awareness that she didn't have a mom or a dad. Sure, Mordecai loved her, but guess what, she's just like you and I. Why? Why me? Why did why did this have to happen to me? Listen, I love Mordecai and I'm grateful for his influence in my life, but but I man, God, where's my mom and dad? Oh, I need them. Well, me, really? Yeah. But evidently she worked, she worked through this turn. She handled her turn. She had a turn to have a right attitude in this moment. She had a turn to believe that God's bigger than what I've been going through. He's bigger than the fact that I'm going to grow up without parents and without their influence in my life. But even through all of that, God still has a plan for me. That God's not done with me. That he still got me. And evidently she works through this turn and she realizes you know what I'm not a part of the major population here of Persia in fact I'm a slave I'm a I'm a Jewish girl who came here and now they're ruling over us it was it was her turn to figure out how to handle this and how to deal with this that, that I, I wasn't born into the right family it, my parents aren't even here but even beyond that i wasn't even born into the right family if they were here why me god what me i have to deal with all of this esther how are you going to handle your turn you going to get mad you going to fight people you going to get an attitude you going to go around and give everybody a piece of your mind here's the beautiful thing about esther y'all is it on her turn she kept her poise she walked it out when it was her turn in a way that kept her inward beauty in a way that kept her her sense of purpose alive in her life and now now it was her turn to go be prepared oh really you mean I gotta wait a month no Esther two months No, six months. I can't wait, that's about as long. No, no, no. You got to wait a year, Esther. It's your turn now to wait a year. It's your turn to be prepared now to meet the king. No, it's not your turn to meet the king yet. It's your turn to be prepared to meet the king. Finally, a year goes by and it's your turn to see the king. Now, Esther, it's your turn to guess what? You've been selected to be the queen. How are you going to deal with that now, Esther? It's your turn. What, what are you going to do, Esther, with the turns that life brings you, with the opportunities that you're afforded in life, whether good or whether bad? See, Esther, you've got status now, girl. You can walk around with a little swag the queen more grapes <laughs> she 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 got it all now right she's she's the queen but wait esther wait 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 you're a jewish girl remember and people don't know this yet how you handling the turn esther And we're about to find out, Esther, because Haman starts this all-out genocide against the Jewish people. This would cause a major problem for Esther. And it's the moment that Mordecai gets into her ear and says, Esther, now it's your turn to not be silent. Esther, it's your turn to speak up. Now, it's your turn. And she could have said, Ki. listen, you're just jealous because I'm the queen. If I talk right now, this could mean my life. They, they kill people for speaking up in moments like this. But it was her turn. It was, it was her turn. Now, what, what are you going to do, Esther, with your turn? What are you going to do with the moment that is in front of you? What are you going to do with 2020 that stands right in front of you? And he leans into her ear. He says, it's your turn, Esther. It's your time to speak up. And who knows? Who knows? Perhaps you have come. Perhaps all of the turns that you have navigated over the course of your life. Perhaps the window of your life. All the opportunities. Perhaps, Esther, you are here for such... A time as this. All the turns that you've been dealing with. All the turns that you have been, you, you've been navigating properly. I know they haven't all been fun, but you've, you've handled the turns. And all of those turns have led you to a moment right here. Esther, what are you going to do now with this turn? Would you stand with me? Some of us have to get past, listen, like Esther, where we were born, the family that we were born into, the things of our past, the things of yesterday. Stop making an issue out of things that you can't change and realize that it's my turn. Today is my turn. This is my moment. So as we close today, I want you to just quietly, we're not going to be singing loud. This is a moment that I want you to, to look up and look in. What is it your turn to do today? What are you going to do with your turn? Because every turn affects your destiny. So what do you do with the turn that is before you? Maybe for some of you, it's your turn to be a better husband or a better wife. To give your family the time that they need. Listen, I know the pressure that you feel to provide everything for your family, but can I tell you, they don't need all of the provisions. They need your time. Maybe maybe, it is your, maybe it's your time to be a better mother or to be a better father. I'm going to be more present in my kids' life. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love my husband like never before. This is going to be the year where our relationship is taken to a new level. Yeah, we've been married for 25 years. I ain't going nowhere. She's not going anywhere either, but we can make this the best year. It's our turn. Maybe, maybe it's your turn to be a better business leader, to be a better coworker, to be a better friend. Maybe it's your turn to kick that addiction, to get a hold of it and say, you know what, it's my turn. The time has come for me to walk out the potential that God has in my life. So as I pray for you, here's what I believe is going to happen. the Lord, listen, I don't pretend to know everything that there is to know about God, but I do know how God works in this manner. That as I pray, there's already some things in your mind that you know what it's your turn to do. There's some things unquestioned in your mind that you know this is going to be the time, this is going to be the season when you step into it. That you can't wait any longer. You may have been prepared. Maybe 2019 was a year of preparation for God, what God's going to do in 2020. But I, here's, here's my goal for today, that we leave here knowing what it's our turn to do. And so as I pray, I want you to have an open heart and an open mind to receive what it is that God would share with you in this moment, because he will. If you ask, God will share, I promise. It's how he works. So Lord, right now, God, you see. Lord, if I see it, There's no question that you see it a million fold what I see, all the potential that you have placed on the inside of every person in this room. And right now, Lord, I pray that we would realize that we are on the clock, that we are living our time of greatest potential is right now. And so as I pray, Lord, I love how your spirit works, that you will will speak to us individually. Lord, you'll begin to drop things in our hearts and in our spirits and in our minds. Lord, there's some things that it's our turn. It's our turn for. It's not grandmother's turn. It's not mama's time. It's not my kid's time. It is my time. This is my season to step into it. And I pray that you would begin to reveal those to us in this moment. That you would drop those those nuggets in our spirit right now. And even beyond that, Lord, as we leave here today. now, Now with the knowledge of that, God, let us act on it. Let us do what it is that you're calling us to do, that 2020 is going to be different. We're going to get to the end of that year looking back saying, man, I had a lot of dreams. I had a lot of goals. And by the grace of God, we were able to accomplish them together. Bless them today, God. Bless us all today. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Hey, so now listen. Here's the beautiful thing about knowing what it is that God wants you to do is that now it's up to you, right, to start walking it out. It's your turn. Walk out of here with your head held high, knowing that it's your turn. This is your season. The time has come for you. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next Sunday.